The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Jack Newman. I'm Ben Haworth. And welcome to a special edition of the Movie Gang Podcast. We're going back in time today with the 2003 edition of The Hulk. How are you this week, Ben? Are you excited for this? I am very excited for this. Uh, this is a, a movie I've heard a couple people say is worth revisiting because it's weirder than you remember, and they were right. It uh, is. This is a, goddamn it's a fascinating film. I mean, it's it's by Ang Lee, and I think I have a lot to talk about in terms of... Uh, what happens when you get like a, a noted auteur like Ang Lee to do a weird property like Hulk, and it it's weird. <laughs> so it's are weird. you excited? Yeah, it's Jack? weird. There's a lot more mother murder than we I remembered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get in. Let me read this. Uh, let me read this synopsis real fast. So again, this is the 2003 edition of Hulk for our listeners. So it's the the weird one, not the Ed Norton one. So again, yes. Eric Bana stars as a scientist Bruce Banner, whose inner demons transform him in the aftermath of a catastrophic experiment. Jennifer Connelly portrays Betty Ross, whose scientific genius unwittingly helps unleash the Hulk. Dick Nolte plays Banner's brilliant father, who passes on a tragic legacy to his son, and Sam Elliott portrays the commander of a top-secret research center. I don't know why they wouldn't just call him General Ross, because he's so (laughs) iconic at this point, but it is. Uh, It was released in June 17, 2003. It was directed by Ang Lee and had a box office of around uh, $245.4 million, and it was budgeted around $120 million. And this is one of those movies that, like, the drop was insane. Like, right. it did pretty well opening weekend, and then it was just like everyone was like, "Fuck this movie!" Yeah, it was <laughs> like it. it was off a goddamn cliff. Yeah, it was crazy. Like it, it barely, barely made like two times its uh, opening yeah. weekend. It was yeah. crazy. How old were you when this came out? I was thirteen. I remember yeah. seeing it in theaters, and I remember it came out when I was in summer camp, and uh, I had a very nerdy guy who was into video editing. He did all these like fun shorts for us at school, uh, camp. I mean, and. Uh, he went on this huge rant because I was kind of a nerd, but I knew literally nothing about movies. I just knew I might like them, you know, in that stage. So yeah. he was like arguing why it was terrible because it violated the 180 degree rule and had all these crazy frames. And I was like, I don't understand, man. Like the whole, it was fun, I guess. But I was also deeply confused. And all I really remembered was he fought a bunch of weird dogs and he fought his dad who became lightning at one point. And that's right. all I remembered that was, that was... about this movie. <laughs> the strength this movie is all about internal demons again like the whole thing with like bringing in an auteur to do this that was so interesting about yeah it, it, it. it's interesting but it's all about him fighting himself more than like the weakness of the villains or oh, actually i don't i don't know what nick nolte's doing in this movie to be entirely honest i don't it, it it's 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 just like that's the thing it's like this elemental rage it's all about like this pure elemental fighting rage and it's so interesting because part of you loves it and part of it is just so awkward. Like, the first time you literally see the Hulk is in his mind and he's in a closet. And it's so awkward because right, it's just like, right. his Hulk's like, eh! And you're like, what? Is that a scare? What was that? No, because it, it, it takes so it, it doesn't takes follow it and makes it so literal. It, it makes it, it takes it and looks at, like, the rage a human being feels. And they literally, like, 
go to that well of like you know where does his rage come from well his father murdered his fucking mother and like or i think it's more like the idea of like an abusive father and like the idea of him hiding in the closet and finding this rage and inner strength to fight back against the injustices of the world and where that rage comes from like it's really really fucking deep uh which it may be too deep for a superhero movie because again this is like pre all of marvel and i just think that like you know, this was an experiment, uh, but I think one of my favorite things about this movie is that it feels like a lot of pasta was thrown at a wall, and That's a lot of it, way. some of it works, yeah. and a lot of it doesn't. It, I, I totally agree. It is, it is, it is too many ingredients in a stew, and 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 the two things I really want to focus on. For <laughs> I love how many movie like... food metaphors there are <laughs> like, already. Uh, you know. Yeah. No, but I, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, but but the two things I found very respectable about this movie yet they completely both destroy each other is that the 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 style of editing that would later be i think you okay yeah yeah sorry sorry what was that um the style of editing that will later be i think perfected in speed racer which is this crazy kinetic there are no (laughs) frames we're gonna have a disagreement here (laughs) there are, are no frames there are no uh, sort of the fuck the original classic, you know, sixteen by nine or whatever frame right. it is. It, it is. It doesn't matter. Like it, it, we we've come to this point in CG where we don't have to have frames. We can put frames and in frames. We can merge people. We can meld them in together. And you have these crazy shots that are sometimes so fucking beautiful and artistic, and sometimes very comic booky and silly. Yeah. And then you have like a very very intense deep. In a sense, I, I do believe very Chinese mythological internal dealing with the self ideology, um, and they don't match quite right all yeah. the time. But sometimes yeah. they work really well. But like, there's like there'll be a great shot. Like there's a shot where like it's Bruce and his mom, and he literally fades the frame in so that her eye line is basically from like a three quarter shot, and his eye line is right. from a half shot. But they kind of still look at each other, and it's like, whoa, that's crazy cool. And then literally it goes to like she's pregnant, a little like cartoon bubble of her giving birth comes out it's like oh gosh yeah baby and it's like the the tone is all over the place where sometimes you feel like he definitely knows what he's going for and then sometimes you're like okay you just had this filter and you wanted to use it i feel like right and and that's the thing sometimes i feel like there's like moments where it really doesn't work like the scene where he first transforms and throws the guy like the guy over the couch is so goofy yeah like like it's so bloody goofy and then he goes proceeds to dog murder (laughs) <laughs> and that scene that scene is so disturbing because right at the end of it he like chokes his girlfriend and you're just like whoa like, yeah whoa, yeah way too goddamn far like you can't and, and that's the thing is it, it definitely like you know problems like a big problem for me in this movie is eric banna a little bit like i, I like eric banna but he's very he's, he's miscast yeah role. he's very miscast I, I think you do need a very tortured internal uh, a person who i think does a similar ish role which has nothing to do with hulk but i'm just watching it right now is uh as justin thoreau in the leftovers where oh, he yeah. just has to be tortured in every goddamn shot <laughs> every goddamn episode right <laughs> and it's hard to do that forever but i feel like he can manage this sort of internalist where, where banna when he's being internal i feel like yeah he's more of a blank slate he goes and, and every once in a while he just like goes like straight goofy with it a little bit when and, and that's mm-hmm. a problem too is he has he just his anger and his in like he's like they're trying to sell these like impactful scenes and like the moment when he's like I'm in the famous moment where he's like Whoa, 
Whoa, it's like a heartbeat. Whoa. <laughs> and you're just like watching him and you're like, shut the fuck up, Eric Bana. Stop being goddamn creepy. Do you not see Jennifer Connolly's face? She does not want to be here. <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, that's. No, I totally agree. It's me being sassy. I actually think Jennifer Colley, uh, Connolly and. I, I think that's the thing is I think there's a good cast here. I think. Uh, I, Sam Elliott is yeah. so good as Ross. He's yeah. Probably yeah, my yeah, favorite. And even uh, who's uh, the guy? He, he kind of. His career sort of ended with stealth. What's his name? Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm skipping him. He wasn't in the rundown, uh, but he plays. Uh, he plays. Oh, he's God, he's the jerky scientist who keeps getting beat up, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's uh, Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas is uh, Talbot. Lucas, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, and and it's always kind of a joke that he gets beat up and he blows himself up at the end in like one of the weirdest frame shots I think I've it's ever like seen. It's like straight a dark man. That's such a crazy shot. Yeah, and, and I think that's the thing is too is like there's a combination of like really good angly style like that, and then there's like really combination of these goofy panels. That said, I really like some of the comic book moments in this movie, and some I really feel great. like. Like, as a yeah. structured filmography, it could work. But then you just get some of this goofiness, and it's really hard to follow. Well, particularly, I felt like there's a sequence where he's falling in, in San Francisco. I felt like everything was working, where it was this eternalness. And right. The, the, right, 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 right. The spirituality was coming through in a very interesting way, and the editing was becoming just dead on point. And that's what is frustrating about this movie. So, like, there's something very clever here. But I feel like Angley was really interested in those wacky frames, and I love them, and I loved experimenting with them. But I feel like Angley, I feel like Angley, whenever he hears about a new technology, he immediately comes up with a movie. Right. You know I mean, I think he he heard about that you could erase lines on like you know uh, uh, rigs for moving people up in the air, and he's like, <laughs> "Crouchy Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I got it." You know what I mean? Let's yeah, make that yeah. movie. And well, sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's Billy Lynn. You know, sometimes yeah. it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's my thing too. Is I, for me personally, I would have imagined it would have been hard to have finished shooting this movie and getting into the editing suite. Yeah, like because he tried a lot of shit, and I just imagine him looking at his director's monitor, going, "Oh yeah, that'll work," and then getting in post and being like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> Like, cause there are some edits that have no point. I'm, I, I swear to God, he told his editor to come with something fun, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Didn't they work like two years on the edit for this movie? They must have. I thought, cause Eric Bannon like was like a little bit younger in the movie. I thought, but yeah, don't count me. Then 2003. That. Cause Eric Bannon is like pretty old now. And that, and again, I, I, I really hate him in this movie. I, do, I just don't think it's his cup of tea. I think he's desperately yeah. miscast. Cause I like Eric Bannon and I think he's. I think he's great in a lot of stuff. I just think that, like, in this movie specifically, he's, like, desperately miscast. Well, one thing I want to ask you about is, you're more of the comic book guy, so you might know more about Mm -hmm. Hulk. But I'm wondering if, just from, I know, from cinematic Hulk, it feels like you can either do what this one did in the Incredible Hulk with um, Edward Norton tried to do, which is make it more internal, make it more sort of this Eastern philosophy of conquering rage through the self. Or you could just make it Hulk smash and it's fun. <laughs> and yeah. I think modern MCU has kind of gone that way. And I feel like that's kind of why they haven't had a Hulk solo movie is I think they're worried that they don't know how to quite yeah, meld that into their universe. And Hulk, it's not like I don't dislike yeah. Hulk smash, but I'm just watching this like, wow, you can actually do Hulk kind of interestingly. And I never thought of that yeah. before. Hulk is either super, a super tortured, like every rendition of the Hulk that is good kind of focuses on sort of that more like tortured element. And that's kind of like the weirdness of Hulk in comic books because he does kind of have 
double show. Like he's kind of like goofy. Like there's like team ups with Iron Man where Hulk is like sitting in the background, like eating popcorn, hulked out. Like, <laughs> like he's just, and was, that's, that's just like, that's just the history of comic books because he's a very different character as a secondary person versus like, you know, why does his elemental rage shit burn out here? Because as a character, he has like one kind of through line. That's interesting. You have like the classic Hulk TV show, which the Edward Norton Norton one was like way more playing off than anything else, which is interesting to the, me that they went that yeah, route. The, and this one did too. Like when he gets hit by the Hulk, they use that terrible seventies right. filtered as a reference. And I'm like, who remembers that? Yeah, like, and that was the thing is it's like, I feel like Ang Lee personally was more attached to the TV show than he was to the, to the comics. It's quite possible. I and, can and see I, that I, because the TV show was more of a tortured guy who could never right. like the, well, the well, thing. With the TV show is always he goes to a town, he doesn't want to hulk out, he hulks out, and then the town is like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And like he said, I'd argue that the modern kind of redirect of the Hulk is kind of gone in that direction. Oh, really? They're more going that. Yeah, and, that, and that's the problem is that you can look at the classic Hulk, but like kind of the Hulk version that is in comics now is like way more in 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 that direction. So I, I I don't think they're incorrect. Like it's one of these things is where all these versions of the Hulk have ex- has at one time existed in mainline comics. Right. So it's like you really have to like bear down and pick your Hulk. And I kind of I totally agree with them. Like they they've picked the correct Hulk for an extended universe because if they like took the Edward Norton Hulk from his own individual movie, that'd be like no goddamn fun. Yeah, exactly. You like you want to cheer, and it's a it's an incredible moment when he's like, "I'm always angry." Blam! Yeah, yeah, yeah like, it's great. Oh, I guess he fixed his Hulk problem. You yeah, know? I know. In like one movie, and it was like, <laughs> you know, what all the other movies were missing is is just him like having some buddies, <laughs> like, right? He just needed to chill out, be yeah. on a helicarrier. Yeah, he just needed a he needed an Iron Man in his life. Yeah, That's all he no, needed. And, and who doesn't need an Iron Man? In, <laughs> it really you know? did. <laughs> yeah, just like apparently Spider Man did too to make it work. <laughs> well, it, like I said with the reverence, that's what makes the movie weird. Again, is it's like it literally ends on the line. You know, they've been teasing the "you wouldn't like me when I'm angry." You know, the classic oh, catchphrase, and, and then at the end, that's literally how it ends. And you're like. Didn't just a while ago I'm trying to wrap my brain around the fact that he beat his dad by giving him all of his rage. Like, that's yeah. like he's like, have my yeah. energy. <laughs> like that which is which is also you. weird and just angly to fuck because it's like he's he's you know this guy was a bad guy and he's showing him kind of the, the like what he internally did to him and he's like making it clean with his father by like literally killing him with the rage. So it's like it's literally like it's very like there's a little bit of like this sort of like avenging his mother as well as like showing him what he personally did to him and, and making sort of him like feel it like because his father trauma. is like no empathy yeah and this is like about buried trauma and like yeah. embracing your and that's the other thing too is his father is essentially empath like his power is empathetic right that's a good point yeah that's a good point see he, he becomes and the things he's near yeah exactly which is just it's just sort of weird because it's like it, i mean and, and that's the thing is like you, at times i can really tell that this script was really highly heavily handed thought out like it wasn't like that's that's a root that you don't get to that in the first draft that element you get to right. that in like the fifth <laughs> element and going through hulk villains being like the math like you know the leader no fuck that you know modok fuck that what do, you, what do you mean we're gonna put somebody in like a like a floating like fish harness thing and his face is as big as his <laughs> yes, body yes. like 
But then I also kind of want to see that Hulk movie. I kind of want to see the full I, yeah. embrace the real stupid right. Hulk stuff. You know, the real fun, yeah. silly. Which stuff. is what? Which is what? If they did do a Hulk movie now that he's like off in space, like I'm, I, I'd be down for that version. Like, I feel just like they would that's silly the one Hulk shit. With. You know? Yeah, I just I feel like that's what's interesting about this movie, and we can talk about is like it. It's interesting to watch this movie and 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 the the sort of um, baggage that. Uh, Marvel has gotten recently is that they don't they're not friendly to our tours you know they lost John Favreau they lost Kenneth Branagh they lost Edgar Wright right 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 and it's Hulk is just not a movie the MCU would ever make for better or worse and I guess that's the question is it for better or for worse because I don't think Hulk's a masterpiece and my rating will quit that but I also think I kind of want weird superhero movies like this no yeah versus very competent and always very well made but maybe a little bit dry and all to think about or talk about after let me and let me be honest this is the thing where it's like marvel has kind of hit gold and that's and it's kind of sad in some ways and good in others like the sam raimi spider-man is is like the most is like the best representation of what comic books meant to sam raimi versus like yeah that's like the best like they're literally playing with like the history and what comic books mean to them personally marvel isn't playing with the comic books as a medium as a whole it's adapting the characters and going and taking it into the the kind of the correct comic book vibe space even more so now with like guardians and thor 3 um but with that like you know it's kind of cool to see this but part of me just wishes that like (laughs) Angley did a movie about like domestic violence. Right. <laughs> like, would, maybe yeah. you should have made a weird graphic novel that wasn't Hulk. Exactly. Yeah. Like something. I can understand yeah. that. <laughs> God, the science porn in this movie though is amazing. Like it's a lot of science porn. I'm in very good retro science, like just oh, yeah. a ball of tubes, you know, like yeah. just, just like some of that stuff. Just like great. Just like some, just like masturbatory science, like B roll, like especially when his anytime his father, like Nick Nolte, is researching, I'm just like somehow they sell it, and I don't know how they did that. Right? No, they also they sell did. like only Nick Nolte is a person who could just be like, I'm gonna buy the power cable, and you're like, Yep, that's something <laughs> Nick Nolte would do. So wacky at the end, it goes so off the goddamn rails. He literally bites a power cable, like he chews off the rubber. It's like. <laughs> Ah, I'm Nolte, and he's like, "Ah, you're ridiculous for being so rageful." And then he just bites a power cable, and you're like, oh, "God damn it!" Yeah, well, that's why I think that movie. I think that scene is when people were like, "I'm not recommending this to my friends." Yeah, you know what I mean, they're like, "Don't go see Hulk; it's insane." Yeah. You know, it's just, but, and that's the other thing is like, it like goes full Marvel like third act villain before Marvel third act villain was a thing. It's kind of true, you know, it's, yeah. and it, and it's funny too because I recognize that he's entirely like doing his own thing it just doesn't pan out on screen and that's like this is one of the movies where i think they got to editing and it just didn't fucking pan out and they were like and this is one of the things like it's weird for me to say like this is why i understand that citizen kane is a masterpiece because (laughs) and i know that's a stupid thing this is like that movie is a spaghetti movie as well but all the spaghetti works (laughs) right because he's like well i'm gonna tell the story about a guy Falling from power. All right, that makes sense. But first, I'm going to revolutionize deep focus while I'm doing what? it. You're We're like, just going to do that. Well, maybe you should focus on that movie yeah, first. We're going to have a weird transition with a parrot, but somehow it works, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that parrot. Which is, the, and that's it. the thing is, it's like there's so much in this movie that doesn't work, and there's, and that's when you realize that like somebody like had the time and breath 
to like stitch to painstakingly stitch a movie together and this one feels stitches stitched together but i I feel like at some point they were just like fuck we got to release this dude yeah i I definitely think that the studio i wonder how much studio meddled but i feel like they maybe just couldn't (laughs) you know like the close thing i think of is the dogs because the dogs are really cheesy and feel like toys and feel like they're like you just need to have a toy we can't make nick nolte electric monster man a toy we need him to fight something that can be a toy (laughs) like that was their answer and they look like just terrible like things from the mask i remember being a good comparison because they just look way too goofy and just the idea of them looking like poodles again is just a bad, bad move. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it was it was bizarre because there was, like, several different versions of this movie before it came out. Like, there was, like, one that was, like, I think at an, at an initial, like, like, Michael France and, like, some other stuff where it was, like, or, like, the, there was, a like, a Hensley script where it was, like, it was kind of closer in concept to the fly than anything else. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. People keep wanting to do that. They keep wanting the Fantastic Four movie. They're, like, I'm going to make a Cronenberg Fantastic Four movie. And I'm, like, but the studio wants to sell shit at denny's you right. know what i mean like, like, like what are you gonna do like yeah. especially anyone like the only people that could possibly pull that sort of shit off at this point is marvel because they have enough to just like absorb the failure that's true i i, I do kind of wish marvel knights was still a thing because that was like a where they just put like ghost rider and yeah. like crap one of the one of the cheap. things that really pissed me off and like in the animated dc universe is that the animated dc universe really had a thing going and they just sort of shit on it and launched with the new 52 and the new 52 like dc animated universe totally messed up the fucking teen titans and so now they're just like releasing teen titan stuff and i'm like fuck you bring it back <laughs> like that was such an awesome universe like when Owlman and batman fought on like an infinite earth like fuck you trying to make it more realistic realistic it's fucking <laughs> superman and batman i'm sorry let's not talk about that if no, i have to admit i would forgive everything the dc's done if and i'm such a fucking terrible fan if they like didn't like a uh, an infinite earths and did an injustice gang like i i would be like i would i'd forgive everything i would i don't care <laughs> <laughs> like i i know that that is a terrible thing about me but i am just well, like there for that i think and this is why i think superhero movies are interesting is it's the same problem that i think we're gonna have when people say why is it always origin stories why is peter parker always a teenager why is this this and that why is batman always have to have his parents get murdered and it's like well because it's the same reason comic books get re um sort of relaunched every time because the writer is like i've wanted to write peter parker for 30 years and i don't like that he's married and has 12 kids and he lives on an australia and like fuck you i want teenage peter parker and so like no i think it, that's why we're always going to have so many origin stories is that I think old directors peter parker sucks dick like it's terrible right. <laughs> we want him a teenager we yeah. want him to try to figure out if he's going to be with gwen or uh mary jane yeah. like there are just those elements no, because, be because like let's be completely honest original spider-man comics were essentially fucking like superhero archie comics they were that's what it was that's what it was it's what it was and then they like and then it's like oh and then he's like in the greater universe but like you know the reason the individual spider-man was such a property is initially because they really had flash thompson like fighting him in the ring and peter parker having to hide how strong he was and that and then just shit like that you know yeah Exactly. People want the great responsibility. People right. want to show par- Batman's parents getting murdered because it's iconic, and you want to yeah. film it your way. I'm sorry. And, like- and, and, I, and, and as much as I fucking hate the fact that Batman's dad in the new DCU punched the guy first, like I love <laughs> that imagery with the pearls. Right. Right. Like, and that's and that's just this. This is this is just another. 
this was this is like probably the worst like a, a low point in the journey to figuring out good comic book movies and, th- and it's in it's in between everything because it's it's like higher on the uh, autistic on the i don't mean to say autistic scale i mean like you know auteur scale like there's so much more being done here to try yeah, to achieve a point that's why i don't like that it gets lumped in with other films from this era which are right like daredevil oh and yeah fantastic four it's just cheap sell-ins totally just really cheap and, and and Daredevil's kind of the worst of just taking like that was cool. I'll just use that image because it was a cool image. Right. What did it mean in the comics? I don't know. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep that going. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't great. Like Trevor still physically refuses to see it. Like part of me just wants to inflict that wound upon his soul. <laughs> Cause you know, he'll just have such a lovely Trevor rant about yeah. it. No, it'll be great. Like he'll rant literally write a whole article in a night and it won't oh, be good for yeah. him. It'll be bad, but, but we'll get a lot of viewership. <laughs> like, that's me <laughs> that's making like really bad decisions as an editor <laughs> to like hurt my friend for publications. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> awful. <laughs> the most brilliant strategy. Yeah. But but still, um, yeah. I guess let's go ahead and just uh, you know, unless you got something else, we want to go ahead and score this baby. I mean, do you want to talk about frames a little bit more? I don't know if you have. Yeah, any yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah stuff. You had a couple other things to to just drop about that. I mean, uh, the key element of this movie is is the is the iconic like comic book frame where you you where it it. it destroys the 180 degree rule which for our viewers is the rule that like you shoot on one side of two characters talking together and you never go past the sight line of the characters because you're able to create frames that like you can follow the action when one co- take care when, you know every time this character's talking you understand the direction that he's talking in and that it's to the other character if you cross that sight line you know it's it's one of these rules that is used in all film i mean you know if if someone's breaking it, they're breaking it on purpose for a specific purpose. This oh, movie they don't t- understand, or yeah, or, or they suck. You know, it's just yeah. usually, in all honesty, in most terms, you know, people try to be interesting when they when they break it, and usually they fail miserably because it's it's just it's natural to how we understand film now. It's been used for kind of since the beginning of film, so it's kind of just there's a lot of language and little things in framing that we do that help the, the the viewer follow it, and when you deter from that, it has to either have an impact or be noticeable or, you know, because it's never invisible. Yeah, and I think that's why films like this and Speed Racer fascinate me is that we have the ability, and we've had it for a long time, clearly since 2003 and, and, and earlier even, uh, to digitally just destroy frames and rewrite frames and crop however we like. And it's very rare when a film does it, and whenever it does, I'm always curious why. Uh, there was a film called Draft Day where I have no idea why, because Draft Day is literally, hey, watch some people draft people at football. It's a very classic Kevin costner dad movie, you know? Uh, but it has, like, Kevin Costner walking through frames. Right, and right. The frame can be started, you're like... <laughs> Huh, I'm not sure like, what? what the point of that is, but there is something kind of magical and kind of great about it, but also kind of inherently silly, which is why I think it's right. never caught on. It, it's also weird when they literally put shots of characters from two different perspectives. That is fascinating. And, and he's the only one who does that. It, I've only seen He's him the do only that. person that does it, and it really bothers me. It's bizarre. They have sightlines yeah. going all over the place. It's fascinating. Yeah. It, it just and and it's weird to me. Like and it, and it's one of these things where it's like I don't hate it on the surface. I just like it's one of these things. And like, there's moments in this movie that don't have like purpose. Like they see the chopper going somewhere. Like the chopper shot. 
there's no reason like I understand if they do it for like a purpose and it's like oh it's cool and they kind of like have it but the thing for me is that like it like the the editing kind of kicks in and out and that's my issue yes there are long stretches where there's no right there's nothing or anything like in the house when he's changing it's shot like a normal movie the dog fight is sort of shot like a normal fight totally is and and, and totally the is. fight at the end and there's really just that that like you know that classic military sequence when they're chasing through San Francisco that really works is when they're doing shit and that's my issue is if it's stuck to maybe that filming maybe over the course of the movie I would have gotten used to it versus like it yeah. highly draws attention to itself when it does it that's that's why I prefer Speed Racer because Speed Racer is all that. <laughs> like, yeah, just I agree. I agree. Two I, I, hours, but I think maybe that has the opposite problem in that like Speed Racer exhausts me. I get that. I get that. It doesn't yeah. exhaust me, but I, I get that totally. Yeah. Like, I, like I, the I first have... ten minutes are like oh. two movies. Yeah, like it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 Speed Racer is is is. Uh... Man, we'll have to do Speed Racer. God damn. Yeah, we've got to do Speed Racer. <laughs> I'm, I've, it, I used to hate that movie, and then I heard a really interesting take on it. And now I kind of love it. I, so. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand it being super interesting. Like for me, like Speed Racer is probably like understanding the the Wachowskis, like and where they're coming from with that. I'm amazed that they came up with that specifically. They're fascinating directors. They, they, yeah, <laughs> they, they're kind of. I like them. I, you know, I'm really. In, I don't I think really, they're perfect, but I think they make. They don't. They 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 can only make movies at a hundred million dollar budget in a sense, even though they made a great movie for really cheap. Right, and they they push the limits beyond probably what they should. Right, in a lot of ways. Jupiter Jupiter Ascending is is just is a great visual movie that is totally broken at the script level. Oh, totally terrible. Yeah, that's the only one I, I outright hate because I was really pissed off that heroin is such a. And, and also, uh, I have to admit, I wanted them loser. to make a comeback with Jupiter Ascending, so I wanted to like that. Also, uh, what, are, what that's the only movie that where I really hate Mila Kunis. Yeah, she's bad, she's and, bad and she just movie. doesn't want to be there, and I think that's painful. Yeah. Like even what's what's his face, uh, God. Tatum, um, Channing Tatum, yeah, Channing Tatum, like really commits to the role. Yeah, like I love that about him. There's there's no role he's ever in that he's not like a hundred and fifty percent there, you know, and and. And for as much shit as he got, I think Eddie Redmayne commits that role. It's just right. he's the only one overacting in the whole movie, right. which is no, no, no. You gotta if you're gonna be like some sort of like couch laying evil space supervillain, yeah, you gotta you seem to like a motherfucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I create life. Uh, <laughs> we see, you so know, he, Eddie Redmayne does that well. Even Sean Bean is just doing his Sean Bean thing, but it works better than Mila Kunis. Who's Sean Bean is the only person to come in with gravitas. Saying shit like "I'm part B," yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I okay. mean, honestly, like somehow, just like any sort of fantasy or sci-fi series, Sean Bean can come in and lend it gravitas. Like he does that in like <laughs> yeah. Equilibrium has the most weird fucking yeah, gun fu. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> stupid. Like from the outside of it, but Sean Bean walks in and you're just like, oh, Sean Bean is here. This must be a reasonable movie. <laughs> <laughs> this must be an intelligent, smart. Movie. It's intelligent. Yeah. Sorry, I'm taking right. this way off track. Um, yeah, I think we should rate this. <laughs> I, I'm really sorry, but I know you wanted to talk more about framing. Is there anything else? No, I think we I think we covered. It. I just think it's very interesting that yeah. that there were just a few films like this that embrace it, and 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 also I think films like. That don't really play with frame, but more play with unrealistic CGI, yeah. like 300 and and Sin City. And it's like, I don't know why we've gone to a very realistic version. I was thinking that when the Hulk was jumping around like a cartoon, I was like, why are we so angry when a thing doesn't have 
wait. And I think it's because we have gone to this more realistic route, which is great. And I think there are great movies that do it. I don't know. I just want an occasional movie to, to, to try a Sin City or a Hulk or a yeah. Speed Racer. Just yeah. just go fucking nuts with the CGI and the craziness yeah. and, and, and make it artistically unrealistic, I guess. It was Avatar, it. I think. That's a good point. Avatar yeah. was like, blue people look realistic. And you're like, yeah. okay. And, and it's, I think it, it was just, it's just like we've not had some, we need somebody, something to come back along and pop that bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was like, I think right after CG started to get a foothold, it was, there, there was a bunch of movies where the sky's the limit and everyone's like, nah. Yeah. Like sky captain world tomorrow is like the most classic example. Oh yeah. Like, we the- don't even need actors. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, yeah, you do. shut the fuck up. <laughs> no. Uh, and, and, and I, I actually don't hate that movie, even it's though it's decent. It's just, it's all right. I I don't know I, I I have weird feelings about the movie I really am into that sort of like aesthetic. Yeah, it's a problem. It's like you you just want a really really good. Steam I, I recognize that it isn't bad. Out. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying like like the sort of the, you know like the 1940s. Oh, there's the Zeppelin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Sky> yeah. Pirate. <laughs> like this sort of like I want yeah, I want something I'm, insane like that. That's all I want. Yeah, Every no, once in a while. It's like I'm like super into that aesthetic, and when they do go insane like that, I was like, I'm kind of here for it. And I think that the fact that I recognize that it's a bad movie is a bad sign for that movie. Probably, it's probably just like, a bad really movie. Really bad. <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah, what what would you score the Hulk 2003? Yeah, I thought I thought about this before we came on because I went back and forth. But uh, yeah, you notice I said to you first. <laughs> yeah, ultimately, I think I'm gonna go with a. Uh, 6.5 somewhere in between 6 and 7 um, like you said it's, it's interesting film and it's a film I think if you're sort of like us fascinated by that or if you're fascinated about where super movies came from or an alternate to sort of the, the kinds of super movies now check it out it's not incredible I'll admit yeah. and I think a lot of what it does is great and a lot of what it does is clunky and terrible <laughs> and it goes all over the place but I kind of find it fascinating and I think it's it's at least worth watching again just to see kind of what was going on before we've kind of settled on this Marvel route that's going to kind of define superhero movies I and think you, for a, that is a long that time me a little bit is that we have settled a little bit yeah that's what I mean you know and it's weird. I don't like. I don't like the fact that I feel like we have settled sometimes. Like, like, like I don't like Hulk couldn't get made now, and that kind of worries me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I think it's at least worth watching. But I'm not going to say it's a masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, clearly, it's 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 just not, and it's just it's just <laughs> like it's a mess. But I, it's it's the, you know it's it's indicative of experimentation that was going on at the time that I'm kind of sad isn't happening now. Exactly. Because we've hit this one existing formula and, you know, it's like, you know, why does experimentation happen? It's like we would have never discovered Deadpool if the rest of the fucking X-Men franchise was doing okay. It's kind of a good point. You had a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. um, But I give it a uh, five. I am going to be super, well, super neutral is my thought process here. Um, It is like a big pot of spaghetti and exactly half of the spaghetti stuck to the wall. I like it. I I, I actually like it. I would in no context recommend it to a person. That's kind of fair. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, it's like if a six is like, again, I think most average people who just like watch movies for fun would probably. Oh, they hate it. They absolutely will hate it. Like, and and, and as as the box office showed, people were like, nope. (laughs) Just like the scene with his dad and he bites the cable like that. I, 
there's no audience that got past that. Like, as yeah, a whole I think, audience. I think there might have been walkouts with people going, fuck yeah. you, movies. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> it was like, when, when did you explain that he had thunder powers? Like, <laughs> he's, he's a thunder guy now. Whatever. It's like, fuck It's you. almost over. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, and then there's also that terrible scene where he just like sends out his like green rage as like a rage mist. Oh god, it's yeah. so bad. Yeah, I'm sorry, I mean, but again, I, I like a lot of the things that this movie does. It tries so much, and and even though this movie is probably more like a four or somewhere, I'll give it a five because I and I, I know that I'm raising I'm not raising my score so much. I think it's a bad movie, but it tries so much, and some of it works like really really well. And it makes me sad that the things that work art picked up and translated today to new movies yeah absolutely all right uh so 6.5 plus 5 is well, 11.5 divided by that that'd be 6 would be 12 but it's you know round up so we'll just say a solid 6 that works for me all right for the movie gang podcast this has been ben haworth thanks for listening I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Movie Gang Podcast. If you want to help us out, head on over to the Movie Gang, uh, well, Tuscan Shed. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> it's just TuscanShed.com backslash support us, where you can read up on a bunch of different ways to help support the Tuscan Shed Media Network and, by extension, the Movie Gang. You can also head on over there and check out all our other available podcasts, including Geek Space Nine, Animania, and A Feast for Bros coming back this uh, summer. Yeah, this summer. Holy crap mm-hmm. um yeah well i don't want to date this but uh from everyone here at the movie gang podcast thanks for wa- listening watching listening that works <laughs> listening watching whatever <laughs> who cares